0: Hi, and welcome to Classical Stuff You Should Know, a podcast about classical stuff that you should know. A podcast. Oh, we're, we're, <laughs> we're in a loop. <laughs> no, um, my name is Graham Donaldson, and I'm you've joined here with my buddies, my bros, my classical scholars, uh, Thomas Fletcher Magby. Hi, and Arthur Jan Hannenberg. That's me, indeed. Lord Arthur Hannenberg yeah, apologies, Please, all yeah. due respect. Please do remember. Um, Soon to be sh- Lord Sheriff. And <laughs> we are, are you running for sheriff in the you've Texas ta- elections?
1: You've talked about that. I think I've talked about that on the pad- oh, podcast be before. Are yeah. you like putting your action? I have made zero progress. absolutely on? no overtures to that. I either.
0: think it already happened.
1: That I mean, I'm, I'm
0: sheriff? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. No, I think it already happened that the vote happened. Oh, okay. I think you're
2: done. I'm sure there'll be another one. Like in four years or whatever.
0: Okay. I don't know how long sheriffs last. I've zero idea. <laughs> they expire like milk. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Couple um weeks.
0: anyway, so today we are going back to the cave. No. We are exiting the cave and entering the realm of light. No. We are I don't know what we're doing. What are we doing <laughs> in book eight?
1: Well, it seems like he actually brings it back to the normal progression of what we were doing, and instead of talking about math and light for an entire chapter, he goes back to answer a question that he had left us in a previous chapter. Okay. right Let's When he it. when he established that the best form of government was the Philosopher King, you guys remember that? Yeah. Or basically an aristocracy, but an actual aristocracy, I'm where into it. the aristocrats, the best of the people, are the ones who rule. You're into right? an aristocracy? Is that most, what you're yeah, I cur- I think so. Most current aristocracies are probably only oligarchies right yeah i don't like that a true aristocracy is where the people who actually deserve to rule rule those who are the best of us the smartest the most fit for the ruling class that's oh what, no that's i like thought. the other one you <laughs> like where the richies rule yeah no no you don't Oh, oh, no, right, don't. Don't. oh well,
0: no 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 like we're noble families
1: so the rich people no they don't have to be rich Just have so to be noble the, like the true aristocrats
2: this is interesting, because what
1: makes you an aristocrat?
2: I have to think this through.
1: Okay, <laughs> well, that's what we're doing all podcast anyway. Cool. So he comes back to this, and after discussing his divided line and all his ideas about math and God and all that stuff, he eventually comes back and he says, hey, you remember when I said that there were four forms of government that were bad? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, I totally remember that. He's like, let's talk about that now. cool. <laughs> okay. okay. And so we are going to discuss the four types of government that, that he thinks are failures. And we're going to move from there. So the whole first little section of... The did we say where we're coming from and who we are? Yeah, yeah. we said mm-hmm. our names. Yeah. Oh, did we? He, he did called I us. A, he called us classical scholars, but um other than that, it's a real thing. Oh, you said Lord Hennenburg. Oh, I'm sorry, I just. If missed they're it.
2: here, they know it's up.
1: Okay, <laughs> is that how that works? <laughs> this can't be the first time someone has listened to a, an episode and they just happen to pick the newest one. Hey, just go to find another one. <laughs> maybe like part one
2: yeah
0: of yeah
1: yeah maybe don't start with book eight if this is your first rodeo with our podcast maybe I'm so don't sorry. start with this one yeah. and jump in a little earlier yeah so the first you little, do you listener you do whatever you want <laughs> with your own truth the first little bit of the book is a review uh in chapter eight he kind of says this is what we've done so far right <laughs> we've established that wives and children are to be in common <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that yeah. that we've that was weird established that soldiers are in houses and don't you know, the, and the houses belong to everyone, and they don't actually ha- are allowed to have money, and we lie to them and tell them they have golden blood, and we control who gets to have babies with who, and then we raise all those babies all together, and here's how we educate people. He just sort of does Ooh. a big review. When you say it like that, it makes it sound bad. <laughs> no. all, we, we I think we have universally agreed that this is the best form of government up <laughs> no. until now on this Thank podcast. We have had absolutely right. zero disagreements with Plato. Yeah, that's Okay, so he says, you remember I said there were false forms, and that there were... F- Pretty much four principal ones. And there we can discuss the defects of the individuals who correspond to them. Because since governments are made up of people, mm-hmm. there's typically a kind of person that will help to create that government. And so let's talk about the kind of person that sort of corresponds to the government that is created. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Makes sense. So just like the state, cor- like the well-run state corresponds to a well-run person, mm-hmm. right, with reason at the top and appetites at the bottom, so we can liken other states to other types of people and therefore see someone who is in the state of injustice, right? Okay. Got Where it. Maybe reason isn't ruling and things are kind of broken and sort of look at the different types of people. Okay. Okay. So he says there are four types beyond aristocracy. So aristocracy is obviously the best one. philosopher (laughs) king, the people who deserve to rule are ruling. Sure. And then here are the four false forms. And this is kind of in order that they occur in degeneration from the perfect state. So if you happen to just
0: like have a perfect state.
1: Yeah. Boom. We got it. Aristocracy. We're killing it. Everything's going good. This is the way in which will, in in which it will degenerate into something terrible. Oh, okay, fun. Okay, so the first is a timocracy. I, I might be mispronouncing that. Timocracy. Ah, uh, oh, oh. Let me see if I remember this. It is the rule of like the spirited. Yeah, the rule of the spirited. Can yes. you explain that more?
0: Like, like it's not necessarily the philosophers, but it's it's like rule of the of the like I don't know the like chest thumping bros and woo girls. <laughs>
2: What does that literally, <laughs> literally? What does that mean? What? Well, like a chestnut bro, be like,
0: bra, bra, whoa, let's rule this place, and then the
1: the woo girls
2: are woo. <laughs> I guess it's like. Uh, it's ruled by
1: lots of people but not necessarily if, the best people if you're a chest thumping bro we're glad to have you you If feel free to yeah. woo during a podcast yeah. only graham is judging you yeah. i'm not
0: judging you i'm just you're the second you're the first generation of the greatest
1: state <laughs> <laughs> this you're, is your compliment almost yeah. there great <laughs> dear listener yeah so it's the it's the rule of basically the warrior right it's, yeah. it's the kind of state that sparta was Oh. Mm. so it's one step away from an aristocracy it's the rule of the spirited and so they're pretty warlike we'll go into exactly what each one of these is like in a minute the second one is an oligarchy the rule of the Oli- rich yeah the rule of the rich it's where rich people are in charge then comes sorry bloomberg Ooh, <laughs> didn't work just dropped out not too long ago anyway. then comes democracy mm. oh bummer uh oh yeah so that's a Wait. fun notion that Wait. democracy is like second <laughs> from the bottom. Are you, are
2: you trying to rank us right now he so-
1: would rather have an oligarchy
2: that was the Gilded Age, and now here we are in democracy.
0: Well, but he what he means by democracy, he means, like, the true rule of the people, as opposed to, like, a republic.
2: Yeah, we have a representative
0: a government. A rep- republic is somewhere on the oligarchy <laughs> okay. uh, or we are
1: on democracy the, I'd, stage. I'd say we're on the oh. scale between oligarchy and democracy. Yeah, so yeah, we're between yeah, two yeah. and three? Great. Okay. Awesome. Right. We're, we're kind right. of floating around in there. Cool. We, we can discuss exactly where America falls in these after we sort of, like, lay them out. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, and last, democracy will degenerate into... Tyranny. Tyranny, the last one. And so I've named each of these persons the the kind of person that corresponds to the state, and we'll get to each of them in turn. Okay, so yes, there are some types of government that aren't those five, right? Aristocracy, democracy, oligarchy, yeah. democracy, tyranny. You got like theoc- theocracies. But these are like mm. barbarian ones and we don't really care. The barbarians are weird. That's yeah. kind of how he dismisses them. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they got all kinds of weird stuff over there, but there's pretty much just five.
0: What about like Magby's weird, like anarcho-cryptology or whatever Anarcho-primitivist, is? Anarcho-primitivist, oh, thank I'm you very
2: much. That, that uh, It's the more superior to his aristocracy. Sorry, it's, it's one level up from that.
0: Isn't that where you like have to get a bunch of people that think the same and they have to no, you uh, don't don't bother have to. each other? you
2: don't yeah, they don't buy... Well, you have, like, local community... I wouldn't worry about it. Anyway, it's cool. Like, local communities... We did kind
0: of talk about this on the distributism podcast. We sure
1: did.
2: Yeah. And that was a good uh, model as mm-hmm. well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, first, let's, let's address the biggest one. Okay. Timocracy. Yeah. So, in each of these, he talks about kind of the source, where it came from, and then kind of how it goes wrong, and then he... Or the qualities of it, then moves to the kind of person that corresponds, mm-hmm. how they come to be, and then their problems. So, the source of a timocracy is basically, w- it, the only way to move away from an aristocracy is if there's some sort of division in the people. Because unified government's not going to change. If we all want the same thing, we're not, nothing's going to get fixed or okay. go wrong. And he's like, okay, so how does that kind of dissension come up? And he's like, well... Wealth. Let, did
0: we talk about this? Wealth. N- uh,
1: actually, not quite. Wasn't it like fine jams? It causes the degeneration yeah, of yeah. the state. Go oh, good sauces? He's, he's, yes, good yeah. sauces. That's yeah. actually yeah. later. <laughs> that's okay, that's coming with uh, <laughs> democracy. Oh, <is> that good. <laughs> Great. So the way that it comes about, weirdly enough, and he's like, okay, muses, tell us. And they pretend to be the muses. And like they're talking about the Iliad, because in the Iliad, the whole source of the Mm. the story is dissension in book one, right? They fight. And he says, so what's the problem? And this is one of the most hotly debated passages Mm. in all of Plato, or at least in all of the Republic. And let me just read it to you and see see if you guys can't make sense of this little section. More than the wise and common bit? Oh, more my debate, word. More debated well, than that one? More, more investigated <laughs> oh, than debated. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. So, I'm, I'm just going to read it, Let's listener, it. And, and you see if you can put it together. So, how would the muses address us? They would say, a city which is thus constituted can hardly be shaken, but seeing that everything which has a beginning also has an end... Even a constitution such as yours will not last forever, but will in time be dissolved. Right. So the aristocracy is going away eventually. Yes. Dumber. And this is the dissolution. In plants that grow on the earth, as well as in animals that move on the earth's surface, fertility and sterility of soul and body occur when the circumferences of the circles of each are completed, which in short-lived existences pass over a short space and in long-lived ones over a long space. Things are fertile for a while, and and then they don't have babies. (laughs) Isn't that so? When animals complete their circles,
2: well, the circumference—is he talking about like the travel of the
1: Earth, or maybe the like circle of life?
2: Oh, it could be that too. When they like
1: get to the old age, but yeah, is
0: he saying that like cities have a lifespan?
1: Maybe. That's what it sounds You well, guys, the best part is that's not even oh, the confusing okay. bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, that is We are just that's dipping our toe part. in. Good. Okay. But to the knowledge of human fecundity and sterility, all the wisdom and education of your rulers will not attain. The laws which regulate them will not be discovered by an intelligence which is alloyed with sense, but will escape them. And they will bring children into the world when they ought not. So no matter how hard we try, eventually we're going to screw up how to bring kids in.
2: There gonna be more babies God, than we just, want. Is that what he just said?
1: Well, we'll bring in kids that aren't really fortunate or fair, oh. or we'll just screw up the whole baby making process. and okay. The kids we make are going to be all screwed up. Okay, now oh, because with
0: the game and the lots and the, all
1: that stuff, I, I don't. I'm I'm not sure it's connected quite to that. Oh. Just so, just wait. We're we're just like we're just diving in here. Now that which is of divine birth has a period which is contained in a perfect number, but the period of human birth is comprehended in a number which first increments by involution and evolution, or squared and cubed, obtaining three intervals and four terms of like and unlike, waxing and waning numbers, make all the terms commensurable and agreeable to one another. The base of these, with a third added, when combined with five and raised to the third power, furnishes two harmonies, the first a square which is a hundred times as great, and the other a figure having one side equal to the former but oblong, consisting of a 100 numbers squared upon rational diameters of a square, i.e. omitting <laughs> fractions, the side of which is 5, each of them being less by one or less by two perfect squares of irrational diameters and 100 cubes of 3. Now, this number represents a geometrical figure which has control over the good and evil of births.
2: Yeah, where was the confusion?
1: Yeah. I think, <laughs> I,
2: I, think I know why they killed him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there have been a bunch of different numbers supposed for this. I forget what exactly what they were, but one was like 264. Another one was like 16,800. Another one was 12,960,000. Jeez. And so no one really knows. One guy, Schleiermacher, when he was trying to translate the book, put off his translation for a decade <laughs> because while he that. tried to figure out this. They call it the nuptial number. Hmm. And so apparently the gods have this thing where they're like, oh, it's just the square of three and five and square roots and all this stuff. And that's when you make kids. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make... So they're saying like, no way are you guys... No, that's you weird. humans going to figure this out. So you're clearly going to have some kids at the wrong time. Oh, man. So if you
0: have kid, if you have a child, if you figure out that... What is that number? What do you, what do you figure out? I...
1: I I have no idea what this is saying. (laughs) I tried for like 45 minutes. I I Googled it. Wikipedia had nothing. It just, it doesn't make any sense. And so if you read this part and you are thoroughly flummoxed well, welcome to, the party. welcome to the party. Everyone in history, except for apparently Aristotle, who wow. sort of just mentioned it offhand. He's like, "Oh yeah, this number this <laughs> totally makes sense." All the rest of us cool. have no idea what the heck this means. Awesome. So, because we don't understand this
0: number, we now are going to have substandard children. We're going to have our substandard kids. or our, our aristocracy is going to turn into like chest thumping bros and woo girls. Yeah. So yeah. here's the
1: process. We're going to make cool. kids that aren't exactly fair or fortunate and then they're going gonna—they're not really worthy to take their dad's positions mm. in, in the mm. government, mm. right? you got to have perfect people to have perfect people rule. It's true. So you're going to have a lot of non-perfect people, and then they'll lose the ability to sort of select which ones are the ones that should rule and which <laughs> ones are the ones that should be in the army, and they won't be good at sort of selecting and refining their children. And then what you're going to have is a mix. You're going to have golds mixing with brass and silver mixing with iron. And so the people who should be at the top, the golds, are going to mix with some some who should have been farmers. And the silvers are going to mix with some who should have been artisans. And it's just going to get all confused. And then you have a problem mm. where the people who should rule at the top are not necessarily ruling at the top, right? Sure. So then we have discord and inequality. Mm-hmm. People have, start to have beef with each other. And then what will happen is because of this discord and inequality, because no one's really slotted where they should be, right? Then the gold and silver end up fighting each other for their own honor Right. They sort of they fight and then event and the the lower classes start to just try to make money off of each other. And Ah. then eventually the people fighting at the top realize that they can just enslave the people at the bottom. (laughs) Great. And redistribute all their wealth and take all their money and then be in charge. And that's where oligarchy comes from. And that's where. Well, no, this is uh, this is a democracy. This is the The rule of of the honorable.
2: But that's. Um, but is the consolidation of wealth in democracy what will then lead to the devolution to yes. oligarchy? You're jumping a little,
1: yeah, yeah, you're 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 seeing into the distance like a prophet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, yeah, basically, these guys still aren't really allowed to make money openly. Right. Right. Because they're supposed to be supported by the state. And so they have to do it all privately and they still remember what the former state was. And so they still sort of adhere to that glorious nature and want to be the best version. They just can't and we have infighting and they eventually accumulate some money and so they tend to be kind of warlike okay. right so they neglect music in favor of Jim this is the qualities of the state they mm-hmm. have covetous rulers who want stuff they're miserly right so they can't because they can't openly acquire money so they don't really like to spend it which um, means that yeah they they are more about making money and doing that privately than about actually running the state. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you can see how that's going to lead to an oligarchy. All right, let's talk about the type of person that corresponds to this state. I've named him the Timmy, <laughs> of oh, Timocracy. Timocracy. Thank yeah. You. yeah, naturally. So he's a friend of culture, right? But he's a little less cultivated. He's rough with his slaves, right? Mm-hmm. Because he can see himself as honorable and maybe them as dishonorable. He's assertive. He's a great listener, but not a speaker, right? He's obedient. He loves sports. He despises um, the riches when he's young. Right? When he's young, he's all about honor, but because he hasn't refined his philosophy, when he gets older, he kind of gets a taste for it, right? Because he's earned a bunch, because he's sort of done what he needs to do with his honor. He, does, he doesn't like to lose that and spend it, right? So where does he come from? How do we get a, a Timmy? Well, it's from having a deadbeat dad, oh, man. who sees his dad being lazy bones, and then his mom talks bad about him, and all the other servants around town talk bad about him. And so he's like, man, I don't want to be like my dad. I'm going to work hard and be honorable, right? and not be such a, a lazy sack of worthlessness. Okay. Right? Does Socrates say this or is that
2: your read of the mixing of between gold and silver like the mismatched marriages? He actually oh, he says, says that.
1: he's he's the result of a deadbeat dad. I say I added like deadbeat and lazy bones, right? Colorful language, but yeah, thanks. Yeah, it Gotta really is spice it up oh, for the podcast Is that what maybe? it is? Yeah, I'm
2: just trying to figure out what the Greek for deadbeat is, but yeah, this is going
1: <laughs> good. Dead Toyos? Yeah, thank you. Wonderful. Nailed it. Okay. Next up is oligarchy. So where does that come from? And Magby already kind of nailed it, right? The accumulation of gold in private brings the rulers to ruin, right? They they start to start want to rival each other. They get a whole bunch of money together because they're hardworking. They're still honorable. They fight a lot. They have wars. And so they accumulate all this money and then they are, they don't really want to spend it, right? When you put on a scale riches and virtue, one will go up and the other one will go down. That's that's actually in Plato. He says you, you you can't have both. It's going to be riches or it's going to be virtue. And after they establish a whole bunch of riches, well, that's kind of game over. Yeah, we right? must be virtuous then, because <laughs> you're poor. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so they they start to honor the rich man and put him as the ruler, and then they dishonor the poor, and then they start to require like a certain sum of money for citizenship. Now, citizenship back then meant a lot more than it does now, right? You were like you had a, a voice. At least a little bit of a voice right. in the government.
0: He's got to make. He's got to be a great leader. Look, at all that money he made.
1: Exactly. Which is the thing that we do. Oh yeah. Actually, say it really. It is. I mean, if you think about it, we have elements. This is why I say we're between a democracy and an oligarchy. Mm-hmm. We all don't have complete democracy, mm-hmm. and it's mostly the rich who end up running for the highest positions. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So that that's why I say we're kind of between. So our rulers end up being spendthrifts. They spend a whole bunch of money because they have a whole bunch of money. And like
0: five hundred million dollars for a campaign.
1: <laughs> yeah, like that kind of thing. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I mean, just off the top. Just of my head. yeah. So you know, casual example. Plato calls them drones because they sort of <laughs> feed off everything, and they there are two types. There are those with a sting, and they spend all their money and then end in poverty because they don't sting anybody they just like spend all their money and then they're like oh i'm old and poor and then or they have a sting and that's the criminal rich Wait, what was the first one they don't have a sting they don't have a sting oh or they they can sting you and that's to to maintain their spending habits mm-hmm. they will take advantage of the poor and above and, and of everyone else around them mm. right so they kind of sting the culture and they, they hurt because they keep on trying to get more money to spend man and they do and he calls the drones plagues in hives and in cities i don't think plato is good at bees Oh, is that yeah, what yeah. I don't think he understands what drones are for in a beehive. Wow. Spreading plagues, right? No, 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 no. Several times he says any solid beekeeper will get the drones out of his hive. I'm like, hmm. It's <laughs> like, no, dude, you need no, those. Those yeah, are those are the guys that do all, all the work. <laughs> He's like, nah, we just need the queen and the soldiers. I don't think. Oh, wow. Well. Thank heavens he was not a beekeeper. Okay, so in an oligarchy, you have the extremes of rich and poor, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you have a lot of common criminality. Cut purses are really common. And you don't have a well-run state because why, w- why in the world would you choose a pilot based on his pocketbook? Right? If you want someone to fly your plane, would you be like, who's the richest man in here? Let's get him to fly the plane. You don't want to do that. No. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And so uh, you end up with a split state, poor versus rich they end up being really bad at war because they don't want to spend the money required to make war. Mm. So they'll only spend a small portion of what they have, which means they actually lose at war a lot. Yeah, but we're not there because we spend, like, oh, a bunch. gangbusters. Right. It just ha- it just so happens that we can be, like, if you're an oligarchy with, oh, with a central bank sums of oh, money, yeah. <laughs> like, we have so much money that even a portion of it is still enough to just squash, right? Yep. So maybe not true back then. And each man ends up being in like, called to too many things, Mm. right? He's trying to do too many jobs all at once. So that's an oligarchy. An oligarchy with their own bank. Is what we are? No. I think so. Really?
0: Well, I mean, because what was talking about is that they have all this money and they don't want to spend it. But when you are the money...
2: Oh, okay. Because, I I mean, to your, your Bloomberg example before, the two billionaires in the Democratic primary have dropped out within the last few weeks. That's true. Like, there might be something... Isn't that a pop- fair, fair that's positive? That's positive based on what we're talking about right now, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Wait, who is the other billionaire? Tom Steyer. He's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. How did he?
2: Energy investments. That's why he got in yeah. trouble for having invested in um, coal production, I think. Huh. But yeah, he dropped. He spent a quarter of a billion dollars instead of half a billion dollars, but. Still did not. What a noob! <laughs> yeah, there he. Yeah, seriously.
1: <laughs> That's we
0: got to be the guys that get that money. Like who? am sorry. <laughs> when you when you spend that money, you're spending it on somebody. Yeah. Who are you spending it on?
2: Or even
1: call centers. You want to call? Is that what it people? is? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like TV spots and commercials, and they also spend on signs, hey, we got the and voice bumper stickers. Do we? Oh, sure. We, yeah. So if you're listening to this right now and you're a Democratic, <laughs> excuse me, Mr. Bloomberg uh, nominee, yeah. then you, and you'd like us to promote you, just just yeah. think about the call us up. number of <laughs> listeners that we have. But it Steger. has to be in like the millions of dollars. Okay. The, for our yeah, for our well, endorsement, we'd be yeah. willing to I'm not going to do it for yeah. less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the type of person that corresponds to an oligarchy. Oh, okay. Can you guess his name? Ollie. Yeah, Ollie. Ollie the Oliver. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. So where does, how does Oliver come about? How would you get a guy that is really avaricious for money? Maybe his dad was one of the spirited ones. Yeah. His dad was super spirited. And but what poor. Ha- huh? But poor. Oh, yeah. His dad was spirited and made a lot of money, but then at the end of his life was disgraced uh, or taken to court lost it. Huh. and lost everything. And so this kid sees what happens to his dad, is absolutely humbled and crushed by poverty, and says, that ain't going to happen to me. I'm going to get money, right? If honor can't get you to a place where you're safe, then there's no reason to go after it. So he's still... <laughs> Graham looks convinced. Mm. <laughs> Great. What, what's going on over there, Graham?
0: I, uh, I feel like I need to reorganize my life goals. <laughs> Why? <laughs> nope. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, he, that, that's how he comes about. And so what kind of person is he? Well, he's shabby. He doesn't want to spend his money on clothing, mm-hmm. right? This is, we're, we've got to think miserly here. Okay. But he wants
2: right. he wants lots of money, but he does not spend it.
1: Right. He saves money. Okay. Um, he only satisfies his necessary appetites, right? Only the things that he has to do because he doesn't want to spend money. He restrains the passions because he's afraid of loss. So this is definitely not us, right? Like the,
2: the American problem is overspending, yeah, yeah. not underspending. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, maybe
0: okay. will maybe our
1: problem will pop up later. Yeah, okay. Maybe
0: we're maybe we're all the way all down <laughs> there. Maybe. No well, listen, <laughs> <I think laughs> <tyranny>?
1: Oh, no, <laughs> I think at uh, I think in a couple sentences, you're going to be like, oh, there's us in the oligarchy, right? So he he's afraid of loss. So he restrains the passions. He doesn't want to get found out for being something that he shouldn't be and therefore like lose business deals and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you want to see his vice, you have to look where he has a great opportunity for dishonesty. Okay. And the example that Plato gives is guardianship of an orphan. Okay. Hmm. So how he takes care of poor people? Or someone that he doesn't necessarily have to, like, gotcha. he's got nothing riding on it, mm, right? Okay. And so if you want to see some some vice, you look where there's no money to be made. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Um, when it's not his money, he turns into one of those drones we talked about. Oh. He spends like a, a captain. And I think there is where the Americans show gotcha. up. Gotcha. Like think money about, not theirs. Think about debt. Mm-hmm. Right? We we have a whole economy that runs on debt. And so we've got a little bit of that popping up there. Okay. We spend money that's not ours, and we're totally fine with that. And then only later we're like, oh, Gotta pay oh, that. it was my money. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, in general, his better desires prevail. He's a he he wants to be the good kind of man so he can make the good kind of money. Right. It's his his desires are subjugated to his avarice, to his greed, mm-hmm. but they're still there. Okay. Right. His greed kind of propels him to try to do good things. But just like the, the oligarchy on a whole, he will only fight with a portion of his resources because he's afraid of losing it all. Gotcha. Right? Okay. Make sense? Yep. All right. You guys on board so far? Yep. Okay. Next up, democracy. Demi? What's this person's name? Uh, no oh, we'll spoilers. We're not there yet. I'm sorry. Okay. So, sorry. so how so do we go from an oligarchy to a democracy? People get ticked. Why do they get ticked? Because the rich. All these rich
2: people. Because yeah.
0: all the rich are hoarding all the stuff. Okay. And there's more of us than there are of them. Okay. So rip the system, gentlemen. Eat the rich. Rip the system.
2: <laughs> so the there's. The podcast uh, took a weird turn that day.
1: <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Basically. But too long. That's <laughs> 1%. I <it> was <laughs> <had laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. Where, yeah. One tenth of 10%. <laughs> yeah. Are you just throwing numbers around? Just throwing, are numbers just throwing around? out numbers. Yeah. yeah. Small numbers. 0.001. <laughs> Your impression is so good. That was pretty like, good. Yeah,
2: seriously. Senator Sanders, it's an honor to, anyway.
1: Uh, yes, thank you, appreciate it. All right, anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> okay, so what happens is, in an oligarchy, people of good families, really noble, honest people will be reduced to poverty, Yeah, because you have these extremes of of <clears throat> wealth, and you have these extremes of poverty, and so really good, honest people will find themselves at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And you can only be a really good person at the bottom, crushed by absolute, abject poverty by people who don't necessarily deserve to be ri- ruling Right. Mm -hmm. So they're rich, but they don't necessarily deserve to be up there. They're not running the state very well before you start to get a hankering for revolution. Mm -hmm. Let's get rid Uh of that uh, electoral college. No, no. Stop. Wait. All right. Here's here's the best part. Now, remember, everyone in this time time period, pretty much everybody's got to fight in the army. Mm -hmm. Right. If you have a battle, every able bodied man is going to war. Right. And so eventually they're gonna fight next to each other, side by side, on the field of battle. All oh, the richies and the poories. The richies and the poories. Oh, and guess and what no. happens?
0: Ooh, ooh. This oh is... my one
1: gun went off. <laughs> oh, my oh, not there. <laughs> That's actually awesome. I didn't even think of that. But oh yes, they they will eventually come in another's way. Right. Mm-hmm. It's okay if they stay separate. You're so poor, you don't even know you're poor. Mm-hmm. But eventually you're gonna run into them. And he says, um, for where danger is, there is no fear that the poor will be des- despised by the rich. Right, the rich aren't gonna be like, ah, get those poor guys out of here. They're not good for anything in this war. Mm-hmm. And he says, and very likely the wiry, sunburnt poor man, <laughs> <laughs> oh my, oh no, may be placed in battle at the side of a wealthy one who has never spoiled his complexion and has plenty of superfluous flesh. When he sees such a one puffing and at his wits end, how can he avoid drawing the the conclusion that men like him are only rich because no one has the courage to despoil them? Wow. So when they see
0: like how crappy they are in war, they're going to be like, these guys are in charge? Why
1: are we, these guys kick us around? And then he says, and when they meet in private, will not people be saying to one another, our warriors are not good for much? There you (laughs) go. Wow. So... If you're so, take note. If you're in a small country and you are rich and don't want the poor people to realize that you aren't really work out, is yeah, that go yeah. Yeah, is that, yeah, go to the gym. Yeah, go to the gym. Some. Okay. Like, look out for those diet. sunburnt, wiry <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> citizens, poor Make, folks. Yeah. yeah. So that's what happens, and we end up with revolution. Oh man. Yeah, so they fight. Uh, well, so what's what are the qualities of a democracy? Um, what are the possible pitfalls? Well, comrades. Well, we're not, <laughs> <laughs>
2: so there's, um, it's not ruled Majority by the ruled. best. Yeah. I was going to say, you're saying the pitfalls. We're looking for downsides. 51% baby. Yeah. You can do anything at that point, regardless of the wisdom of the action itself.
1: Right. Uh, I mean, and remember, we're talking about a pure d- democracy here. So the people, the people. Rule. So we all have to vote on everything. It's like, yeah.
0: what color do we want this? You know, the new hospital beds. Like things slow oh, down a lot. All right, here we go. And
1: the absolute value is freedom. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So he says it basically. It's a really charming place. It feels really good because there's all of that that freedom. There's plenty of variety. It's true. Right. If you if you don't want to go to battle. You don't have to go to battle. I want to go to battle. If you don't want to vote in the election, ain't no law. Ain't, ain't no law making you vote in the election. You going to battle, maybe? I'm not going to battle. Yeah, I ain't going to go to battle. You guys want to go hang out and have sweet sauces for dinner? Oh Yeah, rock and roll. Right. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Right? Yeah. So part of the problem is that it's a big grab bag of types of state, yeah. right? Mm. Because at any given moment, the people might want something else. And I think we're seeing that, right? We One see may even say Tribal. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yes. And we I think we see are currently seeing a push towards a type of government we've never had before in the U.S. Socialism. And so that's the kind of thing that happens, which is just a little tribe popping up. Yeah, it's, a, it's a grab bag of states. Hmm. Right. And as a grab bag of states, it also has a grab bag of people. And it tends to trample on all of the values that established the previous states. Yes. Right. Those ones didn't work out. We valued the rich. We can't value the rich anymore. We valued honor. So heck with that. We valued the aristocracy. Let's just do what we want, right? Let's rock and roll. And so they they kind of have low regard for those things that would be tradition, right? Because freedom is valued above all. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. anything that could constrain you, they kind of chuck down. Does that make sense? Yeah. We, do we get to stay here?
2: No. What do you mean? It gets worse from here. Yeah. We have, <laughs> it does. We do one more. It does this. get worse, worse from here.
1: And I'm I'm not gonna spend too much more time talking about the downfalls of of democracy because we will see more of their downfalls as they lead to tyranny. Hmm. So let's talk about the democratic man. Can you guess the name? Demi. Dimitri.
2: Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a dude. Okay.
1: So he... I thought it was going to be Paul for
0: Paulus or something.
1: Oh, that would have been good. Okay, so what happens when you grow up under an avaricious man? So remember, he's grown up with a dad who's an oligarch.
2: Oh. You resent him. You're you're
1: kind of... You're angry. Okay. You I'm Angry
2: that money is put above all other... Yeah. Things you're, if he's an oligarch again, if he's your dad, he has all this money that he's not spending on you. Mm -hmm. And so if you're, he's only spending on necessities, but you know, he keeps a ton of money just for kicks and giggles. Okay. Like that would be frustrating. Also, you would resent that accumulation of wealth.
1: Yeah. You end up a little bit also involved with people who have a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. You're growing up a rich kid. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you are associating with people who can provide you with a lot of luxuries right? Mm -hmm. You don't have that same goad to accumulate money for yourself that Ah. your dad had because you didn't grow up in poverty, right? But you still have a dad who says, hey, you need to do the right things if you want to get cash, Mm. right? So So, you're like those
0: little revolutionary kids in like Ivy League schools. uh, So how so? Oh, because you, you know, you grew up rich, but like,
2: so you hate the system, but you, you actually hate the have benefited system, but you, hugely from yes. the system. It's, these are trust fund babies who would say that they're communist socialists. Like, name, like, That's right. Yeah, name your revolutionary flavor. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. So he, this kind of person will oscillate between the good values that his father is trying to instill on him in order that he may gain money right. and bad values, right? The values of whatever type of vice that wants to wander through his door. All desires are the same. Now, see, the man who is an oligarch, would want to maintain his cash And so he's saying no certain desires are good, certain desires are bad because they will lose to loss lead to loss of money mm-hmm. This kid says whatever comes through my door and so sometimes he'll be like really trying hard for the good stuff right He'll He'll want to take over the family business and be the kind of guy that can run the whole place. but then he will have all these secret desires that eventually will flood through the doors and take over the in Plato's words, the citadel of his heart and then sweep out all the all the previous good notions that he had. So he has all these desires, he treats them equal, and then when his friends try to tell him that any are better, he's like, nope, they are all the same. Hmm. All right, so let me see if I can find the thing I wanted to read you. So One sec. Okay, so um, mm -hmm. there is a battle, and they gained the day. This would be the the bad desires, and then modesty, which they call silliness, is ignominiously thrust (laughs) into exile by them. And temperance, which they nickname unmanliness, is trampled in the mire and cast forth. They persuade men that moderation and orderly expenditure are vulgarity and meanness. And so by the help of a rabble of evil appetites, they drive them beyond the border. And then it gets worse. He says, um, insolence, they term breeding, and anarchy, liberty, waste, magnificence, and imprudence, courage. And so the young man passes out of his original nature which was trained in the school of necessity into the freedom and libertinism of useless and unnecessary pleasures. So basically it renames all of those things that would be called, you know, virtues. like virtues mm-hmm. as bad things. And then all the bad things they rename into good things. Insolence is breeding. Anarchy is freedom, mm-hmm. right? It's liberty. Waste, like wasting all your money. is just being magnificent to everyone around you. And imp- imp- impudence is courage. Like So being a toot to everyone that should be above you. This is troubling. <laughs> how how is it troubling? Because oh, it is
0: descriptive. Because is it? it is descriptive, and it is sort of familiar of the cultural moment. How so? Oh, um, the renaming of virtues. The um, the hypersensitivity we have right now to sort of like a, um, signaling one's virtue that they are not like the the you know previous ruling power types of structures mm-hmm. like you know the um we probably don't want to get too far into it yeah um but you know it's just um yeah it seems a little on the, on the nose
2: on for the, our moment on right the nose now. for our moment yeah that's fair
1: okay so after hearing about oligarchy and democracy we jump right back to aristocracy and then oh, we're done good. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah we fix it no, we
0: finally we vote in like the best person oh hey <laughs> we're back
1: well my, my wonder my, my question is where do you think we land are we the democratic, or are we the oligarchical? Or are we some sort of mix? I said we probably landed between the two.
2: It's probably still a mix. We're influenced... We, tr- yeah.
1: We've got this
0: weird game where it's like... The oligarchs, every four years, have to do like a little song and dance... Uh, right. ...to get the votes. And then right. when the votes are cast, they can go back to like
2: being, being oligarchs. oligarchs. Right. So, okay. So the people are so only involved... Well, the thing
0: is, with all of these things you're describing there's there's it's all transitions right so yeah. maybe we were more oligarchy in the 90s or, or 80s or something and now we're getting to more democracy now you know the the oh my goodness Hillary won the popular vote but lost the election kind of you know language is that of pure sure, democracy right right like that's that's getting into mm-hmm. that kind
1: of uh, sentiment so um, right so one of the questions is did we originally have an aristocracy
0: Ah oh, man. Mm.
2: We're
1: the best ruled. Back in like, Washington.
2: Yeah, like early presidents and all the signers of the Declaration. And um, I don't yeah, know if it was intentionally I mean, set up that way. We just happened to, did we just get lucky? Like, is that, d- did we have great um, founding fathers? Yeah. I, I mean, with many problems and caveats mm-hmm. there there within. But was there a certain quality of character to a founding father that is not the same for political leaders today? Like, is that is yeah. that kind of where you're going with that?
0: Kind of, yeah. I, I think so. Uh, not to romanticize the past too much, right. but the younger a country is, the more th- is within living memory of it not existing, and therefore the more uh, care or maybe concern one has of its maintenance. Um, and then the older something is, the more one thinks, oh, well, it will be here forever. Yep. Right? Like Rome. Rome's always been here. Right. Which is why the sacking of Rome, uh, the first time it happened, became, um, this is something that uh, August, or Yeah, Augustine writes a lot about the city of God. When Rome gets sacked by the vandals for the first time, it is a profound, almost like spiritual crisis on on par with the burning of the temple, Right. right? Like, oh my goodness, this thing that has always existed is now in danger, is now gone, is now in trouble. How long did Rome survive for? It was hundreds of I mean, it was a thousand, of a thousand years, yeah. essentially. I mean, you and even can after, it however you want. And even
2: after that first sacking, if it's not decades, I think it's a hundred years until, yeah, yeah. like, Rome actually falls. Exactly. But yeah. that moment is still significant. But just
0: to have vandals in the streets, yes. you know, taking your stuff would right. be like, oh, my God. Would be alarming. Yes. Yeah. It would be, I mean, the equivalent would be, like, Independence Day when the White House blows up because the big aliens coming in.
1: yeah way to bring in a sweet 90s film welcome to earth i I believe it's earth oh earth (laughs) thank you it's a great movie it really is a great movie it's a movie you don't... What? <laughs> what? When you say
2: a great movie, what do you mean by a G- great movie? A great movie. It's, it's a great it it movie. Is an Bill inter-
1: Pullman is the president. It is
2: an entertaining movie. It is a movie that is uh, humoring He for... yells
1: up yours as he flies and and a suicide
2: a, mission. You are making my case for me. I
1: feel like oh, I'm making a, a case movie. against you. Okay, it's cool. Got, uh, <laughs> it's got Brent Spiner. Sure does. Yep. Um, <laughs> it, has, it has the cool... Like cold, clean logic of wanting to infect an is, alien system sure. with a computer virus. That's right. It's got Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> which is a Windows that luckily works. <laughs> <It> works <yeah. laughs> like, the operating system is certainly is they use yeah. the exact same programming yeah. language as we do. Okay, so you're just saying
2: clear pl- plot holes and goofy dialogue make for a great movie.
0: It's got Jeff Goldblum okay. delivering the same line he delivered in Jurassic Park. Must go faster.
2: Let's, go, Let's faster. go faster. Let's
0: go faster. Let's go faster. Oh man, it's a great movie. Thomas, maybe yeah. your homework is to rewatch Independence sure. Day yeah. with a with a mu- more cultured we'll, and critical eye. At an open mind.
1: Just to uh, yeah. take that. Take that bar and lower it a little bit. (laughs) Thank you. And then it will leap over it with glory. Clear that bar. (laughs) I think it's in my bio on the website.
2: Also, that I only enjoy pretentious movies. So not sufficiently pretentious.
0: Now, the second Independence Day, Independence Day two, or like you know, Redependence Day, or whatever it's (laughs) called. I don't know. It's that movie was. Did you see it? That was sad trash. I watched the first forty minutes and it Mm. made me. It made me sad. Never seen it. Anyway, sorry,
1: sorry, Hamburg. No, no, (laughs) this is great. We need to fill some time because I'm getting close to the the end of stuff here. (laughs) Okay, Uh Uh, so. So, how about that coronavirus? Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're really dating this episode. Anyway, okay. So uh, now we got to talk about how we descend into Tyrion.
0: Oh man, is that the, is that really the only way that's next? There's not like a like a. Do people come back from this? There's not like a like a a lighter timeline that we could take, like a happier <laughs> timeline. Like, democracy
1: into, like, sweet frat party. Into... No,
2: does democracy ever go back into oligarchy and back into democracy? Yeah, do you have to climb this to ladder or does it... Yeah.
1: That's actually a really good question. Can
0: you climb the ladder or do you have to start all over again? Like, do you go back into oligarchy and then, like, reform well, your oligarchs and then go back into democracy and Take a second your... and
1: look at history. What has happened? You got you guys can
0: use your historical knowledge okay. to aid you. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it ends poorly. <laughs> it descends and
1: then <laughs> falls
2: apart and then... This, um, is, this has been a sad moment. <laughs> So,
0: um, it either goes out with a bang or a whimper. So, like a bang, French Revolution, or a whimper, the sort of end of the British Empire.
2: Or even, again, with Roman, that it was a initial moment was large and important and then kind of a, a slow decline, mm-hmm. more like a whimper. I, I also don't know if we're thinking too high level with this, that, like, y- you can always find time periods of a slump within a country and then some kind of like revitalization coming back together. And then the good old days like that. I mean, that cycle has to continue Mm -hmm. and it it, it doesn't only have to end in complete dissolution of the state. Um, So I don't, I'd have to think more about that.
1: I'm trying to think if there's any, any situation I've seen where it kind of goes the other way, where we go from democracy into oligarchy, into rule of the honorable, into rule of the best. I can't think of one.
2: But is that part of what we're, we try and do in elections that whoever, like the best predictor of who will do well in a midterm is the opposite party of whoever did well in the primary or in the general just before that. Like there's a bouncing back and forth that is hope in a political party, political actor disappointment, and then trying to write it by going for the opposite. Like, aren't we trying to pick good people for political office I don't know. We're trying that over and over again. We just don't
1: always succeed at that. I mean, and it still feels like we're honoring the oligarchs.
2: Uh, Maybe, but, but even to move from democracy to oligarchy would be an improvement in this. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, That's fair. But that feels weird to be cheering for like, let's get the capitalists like to put the rich in power. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't seem quite right.
1: Oh, Bloomberg,
0: come back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. that,
2: That doesn't seem like a very, it, it would be hard to motivate people that gotcha. what we really need in this country is oligarchy. You know? like,
1: <laughs> and then once we've got the richies in, you're like, okay, now we need those There's for the best warriors. People. Of the yeah, bunch. that doesn't seem. Now fight. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that you sounds think that would really work. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> good. Okay. Like if we just if can we're you like, imagine? All if our... right, let's let's vote on who should be in there, and let's make sure to vote in the richest, and yeah, then make good. them all fight mm-hmm. to the death, and mm-hmm. then they'll realize that their money is nothing mm-hmm. unless they have like honor and fierceness. That's good, and then. They'll, we can maybe refine All it right, there's our the super best. pack. We, we figured it out. Good. <laughs> the, the fight to the death <laughs> pack. Fight to pack. the death pack, yeah. I like it. If up. you'd like to join our super <laughs> pack, you. please send an email to classicalstuff <laughs> at Yep. So what's, all right, tell us about tyranny. All right, let's degenerate. So one, okay. <laughs> one quality of a democracy is that it wants rulers who are like slaves and slaves who are like rulers. And what I mean is we don't want our rulers to be too ruly, Right, we want if they if they aren't giving us all the freedom that we need, we call them to account. Right, so if they try to rule too much, we demand that they be removed. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. because yep. our highest value is freedom, mm-hmm. and we don't want people who are willing to be subservient. If our hi- highest value is freedom, we want them to break all barriers to to bring down, like exactly. We want them to rip the system. Mm -hmm. So what you want are citizens who are supposed to, who, who want to rule and rulers who want to be citizens. And so you end up with some weird reversion of roles. I'm going to read this section here. So, um, a father grows accustomed to descend to the level of his sons and to fear them. And the son is on a level with his father. He having no respect or reverence for either of his parents. And this is his freedom. And the medic is equal with the citizen and the citizen with the metic, and the stranger is as good as either. These are not the only evils, I said. There are several lesser ones. In such a state of society, the master fears and flatters his students, and the students despise their masters and tutors. Young and old are all alike, and the young man is on a level with the old, and is ready to compete with him in word or deed. And old men condescend to the young, and are full of pleasanty and Pleasantry and gaiety, they are loth to be thought morose and authoritative, and therefore they adopt the manners of the young. Hmm. Um, so, so we got to be meaner to our students. Yeah. Okay. And God. above all, I said, and as the result of all, see how sensitive the citizens become. They chafe impatiently at the least touch of authority. And at length, as you know, they cease to even care for the laws, written or unwritten. They will have no one over them.
2: So we're in trouble, is what this means. Isn't that pretty spot on also? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, so often, he says, then a reaction, an excessive increase in one direction often causes a reaction in the opposite direction. So if we end up with all of this crazy upheaval and freedom, we will eventually begin to chafe for some sort of type of order. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And he says, in a democracy, you have one ill that is the downfall of both that society and an oligarchy. Do you guys remember what the downfalls of the oligarchy were? When you go to war, you suck at it.
2: Okay. That's not the one for the democracy. It's not
1: not the one. Remember, we're not talking about the dissolution of the state. Like, if that's true, then an oligarchy could have gotten destroyed. The problem is the drones. You guys remember the drones? Yeah. Yes. The idle spendthrifts. People who love to spend a lot of money but aren't doing anything for anybody. Hmm. They're still in our democracy? They are still in the democracy, right? In fact, they kind of run the democracy. Interesting. They don't have a whole lot of money. But the people who do, we'll call them the orderly class. But you need or, that economy to go up. You need that market to keep going.
0: You need, uh, you know what, the best thing you can do? Buy, buy, go, buy. Go buy. Go, go shopping. Go, go shopping, yeah. I will always remember that. After yeah. September 11th, yeah. that speech when George Bush came on TV and said, uh, tol- uh, and sort of said the best thing that we can do is go shopping. Yeah. That was like a oh eye-opening a moment shocking. for me yeah. when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah. Or, you see,
1: I was uh, 19, 18, 19. One of my favorite presidential speeches Ooh. ever was... Obama's speech, I think it was to the Syrian chemical attacks, and the best part of it was he finished his speech, he turned around, and he walked all the way <laughs> down the hall awesome. in the White House. It was a huge, long, cavernous hall, yeah. and they just stayed on him as he walked and walked That's and cool. walked. And I That's was awesome. like, "That what a cool shot!" Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they're a problem, and they pretty much run everything. And so the orderly class, we'll call them the middle class, mm, right, who happen to have some goods worth having, uh-huh. are kind of feed the drones, right? The drones feed on the middle class, right? They they sort of use their idleness and they want to spend a lot of money and so those with a sting will kind of take advantage of the middle class hmm. now the people at the bottom the normal people they don't really have anything to steal anyway so it's not a, a big problem gotcha. now after so long of being a hard-working middle-class orderly person fed on by the drones what happens you cut them off you get fed up you yeah. get fed up and you elect a champion oh yeah Uh-oh. but first drain was, that swamp was <laughs> not your tyrant he was your protector. Hmm. He's the protector of the middle class? Yeah. Okay. The protector of the middle class. I'm not trying to say anything political here. This okay, is, no, this is now strict Plato. <laughs> you guys are giving me side oh, eyes. sorry. I'm, I'm really uh, not was... trying to say anything political. Yeah. Uh, the, I, I I don't
0: think Donald Trump's a tyrant.
1: No, I don't think Donald Trump like classifies in the same way. You're going to see it go real sideways yeah, yeah. here with the tyrant, and Donald Trump has well, not Well, this is this
0: reminding things. me of, what's that, Road to Serfdom, who wrote mm-hmm. that? Uh, Hayek? Hayek, yeah. Yeah, if you know, that's maybe a whole, its whole... It's, it's whole own podcast but it's kind of got that he was writing that with germany in
2: mind mm-hmm. i think but um, anyway
1: yeah okay so what happens how does this guy the protector of the middle class drain the swamp and become a tyrant <laughs> oh my word
2: he's given absolute control so the he invents a mi- crisis
1: yeah well we'll get to inventing crises mm-hmm. Th- that will come but he does uh, he he has control and mm-hmm. he wants to, he's got this mob to wield, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the first things he does is he's going to kill all those idle spendthrifts, right? Mm-hmm. He's got to get rid of those. Dang. And he'll bring them to court, <clears> then <throat> he'll convict them, and we can kill them, and he'll get a taste for blood. He suddenly realizes, like, I have a mob, and I can kill anybody I want. Mm-hmm. So you basically make that man a wolf, right? Mm-hmm. And the rich then conspire against him. Got right? it, yeah. Because they don't so, want to be next? Yeah, they don't want to be next. Damn. And so then he requests... A guard. So the tyrant is going after the rich. Yeah,
0: tyrant. Oh, okay. Tyrant.
1: First, at first, he goes for the idle spendthrifts, right? The drones. Gotcha. And so they eventually they will conspire against him. And then the mm. normal rich start to be in trouble, Uh-oh. right? The the middle class, because now who else does he bring to? So task? once you
0: take care of the one percent, you, you got to get the twenty percent. Twenty percent,
1: right? And uh-huh. he, this whole time, he is promising niceties, right? he's He's nice. He liberates debtors. He's conquering enemies. But what happens when you're done liberating debtors? You've divided the lands and you've conquered the enemies? Um, There's nothing else to do, and you would lose power. So we've reached socialist utopia. Well, you (laughs) (laughs) nailed it. We're done. Yeah, we're done. And then he abdicates power, and everyone yeah exactly that that. right. Uh, No, he stirs up a war. The the people have to have a leader, and he has to have something to do. So he stirs up a war. Gotta fight something. And he needs to make some money. He needs to be supported, and so he raises taxes. And he, I mean, if he's going to keep on liberating debtors and he's going to keep on giving away land, he's got to have money to do that. And to force the poverty of the lower classes so they can't rise up against him. Mm. He needs a war. So he keeps that war. He raises taxes for the sake of the war. It means that the lowest of the classes will be in abject poverty. And eventually, as you can imagine, he gets unpopular. Mm. Right? Right. And his friends, the people who would call him to task and come up and say, dude, this is ridiculous. You've got to quit inciting these wars and taking everybody's money and killing people who don't deserve to be killed. They threaten him and so he runs a purge of everyone that could bring him to the task so he kills all of his wise friends you can't have anybody smart or worthwhile in the government because they're a threat Mm. so he kills everyone absolutely worthwhile in the government because they want to chuck him out and then there's a last ditch and this is something that we don't really have here Mm. he frees the slaves of the city Mm. and then elects them as his new protectors Mm. they will be fierce and loyal and they, they are in no fear of being purged by him. The breaker of chains. I was going to say. I was just going to say, like, this is this is straight stuff, up yeah. Game of Thrones, right? I wonder if that guy read Plato and was like, ah, I can make that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She rises up and she frees the enslaved and they are absolutely fiercely loyal. And <laughs> they are a, a, she becomes a tyrant that runs across an entire nation.
0: <laughs> to, like, frees the death slaves. <laughs> your college
1: tuition.
2: I was going to say, thank you. Yeah, student loan. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
1: You got to join the army though. So that's why I don't think we've cut, like, I'm not saying Donald Trump is a tyrant. He hasn't done, in fact, I think he right now is trying to resolve several wars and conflicts that we are in and try to get us out of it. We're not here to be an
0: apologist for any politician, but the, but Plato is definitely like, um, uh, uh, is observant the right word? I don't know. Is, is... Um, prophetic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also wondering when people were reading this, were they sitting around thinking, yeah, we have the aristocracy or did they do the same thing where they said, we have all the problems of an oligarchy, all the problems of a democracy. I don't know. I think
1: he was, I mean, where's Athens now, Thomas, but uh, they had a democracy, right? They, they had looked at Sparta.
2: No, no. I, I mean to say that we would look at, we look at that and say, oh, it's clearly they were this in the same way that, you know, 50 years from now, we'll look back at today and think you know oh, these were the good old days yeah. and now we have all the problems 50 years from now like sure I, I, there there has been no perfect society there has been no perfect aristocracy it is still helpful for him to do this analysis so we see the problems mm-hmm. like to hear them phrased like that is is helpful for us to guard against them uh, but i don't but at no point i mean this is as close to a defense of this decline is not um, necess- is not is not guaranteed is because there has been no perfect society ever yeah but i guess no society has also lasted forever so there's that
0: sure there's no perfect society but there are ones that are
2: better better than others yeah totally yeah which is also in, part of what, what he's history. getting at yeah. yeah sure
1: so we huh. haven't yet talked about the tyrannical person oh can you guess his name tyrone tyrone <laughs> <laughs> So the thing is, he actually doesn't address him in book eight. Mm-hmm. For Tyrone, he leaves a cliffhanger and he's like, we'll have to discuss him in book nine. Oh, there you go. Cool. So tune in next time if you want to learn about Tyrone, the tyrannical person, and all <laughs> of the go. problems contained in being a tyrant. Uh, that's that's pretty much it for me. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I feel like this is one of the most fun chapters <laughs> Ooh, I've good. read in all of The Republic, that's just good. talking about the different types of government and yep. the people associated and how you go from one to the other.
2: I keep waiting for you to say that he's Tyrone, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. I kept him anyway. <laughs>
1: Well, oh, doesn't that come from tyrant? Tyrant lizard? It's or king. Or tyrant, it's king? king uh, tyrant king.
2: It's, it's king king lizard. It's oh. uh, Rex. Anyway, Rex is king.
1: Rex yep. is king, right? Yep. Isn't it terrible lizard? Terrible anyway. king. Um, we are so bad at like email us. It. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, classical <laughs>
2: stuff.
0: Um, cool. Well, that's that's oh, uh, that's that's freaky. Um, <laughs> yep. If you know how to climb the ladder back to uh, oligarchy and democracy, nope. email nope. us at classicalstuff yeah, at veritasacademy.net.
1: Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Cool. And again, we're not advocating for no, one political party. Not. Um
0: I can't I, even I, I, vote. I try
1: to lampoon all of them if we can. <laughs> you can Oh yeah, you're Canadian. Why do you even care, care about I this? I don't. I I can't even vote. Yep. All right. Anyway, Thanks, everybody. Cool. Um,
0: so this has been Classical Stuff You Should Know with Graham, AJ, and Thomas. You can email us, as we already said, at classicalstuff at Academy.net. You can find uh, us and all of our back episodes at classicalstuff.net. You can tweet at us at classicalstuff, C-L-S-S-C-A-L, stuff on the twits, on the Twitters, and I will like or retweet or say something sassy back because <laughs> um, that's the language of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, uh, but thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.